Like that is what excites people. And I think when we start to think less from a lens of what it is, describing what it is, to actually asking what is our audience actually buying though? Like what are they actually buying and how can I actually wrap this up into a message that is so sticky compared to other people in this space that people are going to be like, whoa, Christine, like you're my girl. Like, yeah, (laughs) take my money. (laughs) The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome back to the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is a special episode with my beautiful friend, Anita Seek from WordFetty. Anita is going to talk to us all about the psychology of words and the impact that it can have on your business, your bottom line, your impact. And she is such a wealth of knowledge and she is an absolute powerhouse when it comes to brand and copy strategy. As the founder of WordFetty, which is a human-centered brand strategy and copywriting house, she specializes in helping brands zig when others zag. She helps you stand out. She helps you make more money and confetti cannon that your impact through the power of psychology and words. She has a big passion for words, language, and how the delicate choices of them can trigger different emotions and feelings in a reader. Her and her team at WordFetty are on a mission to spread the power of one of the most powerful tools we as humans and business owners have. On today's episode, we talk all about the psychology of words and the difference it can make in your conversions, how the power of killer copy can impact your bottom line, why defining your messaging regularly supports your business growth, and how to communicate what you do and how you do it to convert customers. It is all about future-proofing your business and having fun with the psychology of words. Let's get into it. Well, I actually this morning was looking back through all the last lot of podcast episodes to see how long it's been since I had this beautiful guest on. And it's been almost like over two years since I had you on the podcast last, Anita. So I'm so excited to have you back. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm so excited to be back. Yay. This is going to be fun (laughs) again. (laughs) I mean, like ignore like what's happened in the world in the last couple of years. Like look at what you've created with your business in the last couple of years. I'm sure you are a hell of a different person compared to that first time being on the podcast compared to now. Oh, you know what? I I was just thinking Anita two, three years ago was very different to Anita now. So as with anything, you know, and I think that's the beauty of recording these podcast episodes and chatting with friends because it's like half selfish to for, for us to also reflect on just how much has changed and everything. So it's awesome. Yeah. But I actually think that that's actually how we grow as well. Like when you take the time to actually reflect and look at how you have actually come and acknowledge that growth like if you were to think about like one thing that you feel you've learnt or grown through in your business journey what would that be that you'd love to share I would probably say the first thing that probably pops to mind is just for some reason it's like blinking it's just that uh, the element of that rest is also productive and it's taken me a long time to really embrace that and I think 
when I say rest, people think rest is like just getting enough sleep or napping or, you know, completely switching like, you know, away from working. But when we really look into the geeky science of rest, it's simply the uh, the act of actually deciding to not consume all the information. And that means sometimes literally disconnecting from the news going aeroplane mode when you sleep. I know it might be a very minor thing, but this complete disconnection and deciding to actually rest um, has been mega for me because it's how I feel like as all of us as humans, like it's how we recharge. Like um, I have this analogy where, you know, like climbing Mount Everest right now. I haven't climbed Mount Everest. Um, I don't think I will, but <laughs> not for me. But um, it's one of those things that when you're climbing Mount Everest, like you're building the business, you've got these milestones and base camps where you rest and recharge before you keep going. But also when you reach the peak, it's not sustainable for you to stay there forever. That's it, yeah. And people don't realise that. They're like, oh, I must operate at 150%. Like, you can't even stay on Mount Everest for even longer. Like, it's not sustainable. And I think people don't realise that. You've got to come back and revisit and all of that. And, you know, it's one of those things that I've definitely learnt to really embrace that rest is also productive. I love that analogy. It is so good. It made me think of a client that I've had recently where she was like literally absolutely mentally, physically and emotionally exhausted. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about she's going into this next launch and she's procrastinating on it. And I was like, okay, so tell me what's going on for you. And she's just like, I just don't feel like I've got the energy to go and do this. And I was like, when was the last time you actually had a full day off? And she couldn't tell me. And I was like, oh my God, no wonder you're physically and mentally, emotionally exhausted. Like, Please take it. Like, like, literally, was like your only homework in the next two weeks is to go take two days off. Like, I love that homework. Please, <laughs> I love that yeah. homework. Isn't isn't that just freeing? Even just hearing that, right? Like hearing someone tell you to take. You're like, oh my gosh, thank you for giving me that permission slip. But it's like, yeah, like it's one of those things where it's it's just so freeing. Like just to hear. And I love that Mount Everest analogy. That's such a great analogy when it comes to business. Because I remember reading a book about, and it wasn't a book, I think it was an audio book about a a story about this guy who had done Everest. Because even like when they get to the peak, you know, they have to come back down like pretty much straight away. Like it's literally up, you get the peak, and then you come back down. Yes, it's not, yeah. And there was another part of his story where he spoke about how he got to like the second base camp and then it's up to then peak, I think. And basically they had gotten like halfway to the peak, but then the storms rolled in. And they had to come back down to base camp and rest again before then going back up. And I'm like, that's so business. Like how many times it is. Do you think we're getting up there and then we're like, hey, That's exactly minute. it. Yeah, yep. and the universe almost like slows you down and puts the brakes on and then you're like, yep. far out. And then Mercury retrograde hits. <laughs> <laughs> that is the storm. <laughs> that is the storm. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're going to be able to talk about so much today, but I really wanted to bring Anita on to be able to talk about the psychology of words and the impact that it can have on your business and really dive into messaging because I feel like it's one of those things that we're always working on, that we're always trying to redefine and define and get better at actually communicating what we do, why we do it, and all of those things and the impact that that can have on businesses. So I'd love for you just to kick off and just share with us, what do you see the impact of understanding the psychology of words has on business owners? Yeah, good question. Great question. Um, You know, I think so often we look at words or we look at just communication purely as just like just 
literally let's make this sound awesome let me just you know cat meme write this and you know tap 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 and just make this sound really awesome and putting content out there when at the heart of let's just say a piece of great copy like let's just say good copy without empathy is just words on a page like w- without empathy, without the understanding of humans and how we feel, how we think, what we actually want, what we're afraid of, what we desire, like it's just words on a page. But sprinkle in emotion, sprinkle in empathy, sprinkle in the understanding of what people actually want in their life, what people actually desire, what they hope for, what they're afraid of, what they're potentially um, angry about. It adds that emotion and then all this piece of content or copy is now like living and breathing. And it, that is what gets us go, wow, like you're either gets that adrenaline going and gets us being like from eh, to whoa. Like, mm-hmm. and I guess that's the power, I believe, in really putting the two and two together, which is psychology of words or psychology and words. Um, and that is without empathy without the understanding psychology is just words on a page Mm. I love that it's almost like what came to mind as you were saying that it's almost like 2d to 3d right like yes bringing it to life nailed it yeah I love that yeah that's exactly it or 5d (laughs) yes totally (laughs) right the whole next level because it's not just 3d you're actually getting them to feel something right like yeah that whole level so why do you think business owners struggle with this a lot like why do you think it's such a big thing Oh my gosh, how long do we have? (laughs) Gosh, there are, I call them hazard cones or gremlins. There's just so many different types of hazard cones. I feel like that, uh, you know, yeah, hazard cones us from actually writing the copy or putting that thing out there or hitting publish on that website that's just been sitting there for the last year because you're trying to make it perfect, right? Or spending two hours on that caption, going backspace, being like, no, 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 I don't know if this is going to actually be what people want to hear. I think the to- there's the top three that comes to mind as to why people struggle. Um, the first is what I like to say: it's almost like your past gremlin, or it's 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 usually a lot of the time. You know what's and and you are the perfect person to talk through this too, Christy. Like, it's literally like because of what you've seen or observed. This could also be through your upbringing or your culture or even through tv and what you know as let's just say a salesperson that's perfect actually um through movies and tv series we have this idea of what we think a salesperson is it's pushy it's naggy so based on that and seeing a lot of movies growing up this past gremlin that has got this idea of what this salesperson is is just it's still here being like oh you don't want to be like that you don't want to be too salesy because salesy people are really pushy so that could be through tv that could be also through an experience you've had it could also be through you know what you've been told by people you love and that care about you or that you respect there's the past then there's the present the present gremlin, which is obviously people that's actually here around you. Sometimes the people that adore and love you. Um, who, and and I'm I'll openly share one of my present gremlins. I love her, but she's my mum. I love her, <laughs> but she sometimes likes to Kanye up and be like, "But why are you wearing that, Anita? Why are you wearing a pink jacket?" <laughs> so I'm 
sometimes, oh, wow. again, I love her to bits, but she is, again, and that's an element of culture sometimes too. So um, coming from an Asian background, you shouldn't be too loud. You shouldn't speak about your emotion. You shouldn't wear really bold, colourful colours. And I'm like the complete opposite. I wear, you know, like different type. like, you know, I like to... I like to talk and I like to, you know, speak. So it's almost like, oh, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. So there's the present. And then there is also you as the gremlin, which is like literally things like, and we were chatting about this before we started to record, but things like, I've got to make sure, you know, this is um, perfect or this is the imposter element, which is, but what, you know, who am I to teach a course? Who am I to, you know, create a webinar that's going to teach people how to do this when I haven't got XYZ credential, um, which a lot of the time, oh, sorry, like I was just going to say, yeah, exactly. About yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the ideas around that is, again, sometimes a like literally a blend of all of it together and they're having a full-on board meeting being like, oh, how can we stop her? <laughs> how can we stop her from doing this, right? So I think that's, I feel like, the one of the biggest probably the hazard cones. And, and, and it's interesting because not at once have I mentioned that it's you not being a good writer, you know? Right? My goodness. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, and I'll, I'll use me as an example, and I, I'll openly volunteer and share this, but I, um, I have always said I'm, I'm not good at maths. I'm not good at maths. I nearly vowed maths. So automatically, literally by giving myself that label, I have just been like, okay, cool. So I'm going to just literally, I'm, I'm going to fail anyway. So why would I bother? Like you're going to ultimately find everything that's going to confirm that and not give things a go and not put things out because you're not good at maths, Anita. So it's the same with what we've decided uh, that we're just not got good at. We've, we'll just find anything to confirm it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> hundred percent. And then it even, it almost like lets us off the hook as well. Cause it's like, well, if I'm not a writer, then yeah. that part of the business can just sit there and be, yeah, not that's good, it. Right. That's it. And yeah. I think that, you know, one of the things where, that I love to teach is growth mindset of like knowing that no matter what you can change it, right. There is an opportunity to change. You have the capacity to change. And if you're in a state of growth and looking at an opportunity to grow, then you can change it. Right. And you can yeah. improve it, can learn it. So why do you think it's important that business owners or, you know, even if they're freelancers or they're wanting to, you know, they're creative in their space and they just want to improve their business, why do you think it's important that they start to improve their words? Mm. I was just going to add to your point there, um, Christine. It, it, it definitely should change, right, because our audience are 100% humans and their pain points, desires change literally every couple of months. So, you know, when you ever you're like, no, I shouldn't put that up because it's not perfect. Well, but it's, you can edit it. It has to be edited because it's why brands go through rebrands as well. It's why things go through refreshes. It has to be edited. Um, but to your point, I guess, why should people learn how to write or even be able to translate their thoughts into words? It's because three things come to mind. Unless you're able to translate your ideas and put it into words, it will stay as an idea. It will stay in your brain. That is the bridge. For you to actually write things out there and put things out there, that is your ability as a visionary, as a business owner, to be able to translate your thoughts and put things out there, right? Or, I mean, you could outsource it to a copywriter if you can wait two, three, four months 
for them to be available because a lot of them are also booked up uh, mm. in advance. But And there's also the budget element, right? That's also the other bit. So there's yeah, the, number one. The yeah. In four months anyway. <laughs> Like uh-huh. how much time, yeah. like business the time. so much and That's we're it. constantly up- updating things. So I think it's a skill that is important that you learn. Like you can only yeah. make more money in every situation, right? Because it's not just copy for your website, right? It's copy yep. understanding words for every form of like communicating what you do, why you do it, how you help people right through to your captions, to your blogs, to your podcast. Like it's, it's across everything, right? You're bang on. And that, that leads me to my second point, which is words are everywhere. You can try to escape it. You can try to avoid it. We're using words right now. You use words for conversations, offline, online, captions, emails, website. You can outsource your website, but then you still need to carry on putting things out there. <laughs> Product descriptions, captions, it's everywhere. Like, so it's almost like if you aren't able to, and you automatically go no I can't do words well but it's actually going to be the one constant in your business um, even in emails even in our conversation right now and I think that this leads me then to the third element which in business the best communicator wins and if you do not take the time to actually articulate how you can actually stand out and communicate in a way that's going to have you stand out and be remembered after your audience's all the research then someone else who is a better communicator will win that client because that is what it is <laughs> there's so many other people who are copywriters so many other people who you know are you know designers to de- like tell me your point of difference and tell me uh, and communicate that otherwise someone else will and I think it's important to know that it is up to you. Like you can't expect your customers or clients to dig through everything to figure out what you do and how you can help them. Like it's so important that you communicate that really clearly. And then I'm also going to say like, this is, sorry, a bit of tough love, but there's people out there that are less qualified than you that are crap yeah. what they do, but they're bloody good marketers and they're bloody good with their words. And then they sell you into something and then it's not great. And then like, it's so you yeah. owe it to yourself to actually work on this, to improve that, to actually show the world what you can do and show people that you are such a great person to work with, right? Like, I think it's so important. And for me, like my messaging has been one of the hardest things in my journey. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that it's constantly changing. I feel like I'm constantly not able to communicate what it is and what I do and the impact and change that I create. And it's so fascinating to hear it through like clients' words and then trying to like, it's so funny because like I was, I was saying this to one of my other clients the other day and she was saying, you should tell people that it makes like your work can impact you and people in this way. And I was like, yeah, but I've got to be super careful on what I promise. Right. So there's that element too. But yes. one of my clients, I heard them talking about me at a networking event and she, it was so entertaining. I heard her, I was like standing like two people behind her and yeah. she, I could tell that she was talking about me and she's like, well, what happens is she takes you on this journey and you go and you like talk to your dad, but your dad's not really there. And then you feel better and then you're really more confident. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like that's what you think I do. I was like, oh man, I've got to work on my communication and my messaging. <laughs> but also Christine, that is gold actually. Like really? I, yeah, that is gold. Um, one of the, one of the things I always suggest is uh, whatever she would have said, um, you know, a lot of the time we think writing killer copy is about like, oh, I need to like somehow find or find these words. But just listen, stop talking, just listen. 
and listen to what people are already saying because the con- that that's what marketing and sales is actually all about. It's a conversation and the conversation's already happening like your client listen to the conversation, continue the conversation because that is gold, like mm-hmm. to be able to know what she's and how using her words, she describes what that experience is like. Yeah. 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 Collate that, that. Yes. No, it's so hard to even like take that and then put it like, yes, use her words. So is there any other strategies or tips that you would, would love to share when it comes to being able to communicate what you do and, and why you do it? Mm. So I would probably say, yeah, well, that's that's probably the first one already. I think uh, listen to what your audience, your ideal audience, not Auntie Patricia, who loves what you do and votes for yes for everything, but actually, <laughs> but actually, um, you know, your ideal audience and how they would actually describe what it is that you do. Um, understand also why people, um, I know for when we do launches, we also take the time to understand why people don't buy and actually understand why they don't. So we're always data mining, always data collating. So that's the first probably tip to listen and data collate from actual conversations to doing, you know, research or surveys to even reading sometimes forums and actually seeing the language people use to describe what they're saying. Are they saying things like, you know, I'm just, I've tried everything and it's just nothing seems to be working. I'm doing what all the gurus are telling me, but I'm not getting the traction on like, what are they saying? Exactly. What are they saying? And use and listen to those words. So that's the first one. I think the second thing that came up to me, uh, came up to mind when you were saying that was, I think so often we jump straight to simply describing what it is that we're selling. In other words, we jump straight to being like, okay, so it's a one-on-one, one-on-one, sixty-minute, pick my brain session where you can ask me anything. And don't get me wrong, that's fine. Like if that is actually someone's, don't don't fret. Like that's that's okay. But the thing is. If you really want to get to the heart of like people are not just buying copywriting if they invest in me and my team for done for you services or in they invest in a course with us it's not just copywriting then it's not just a copywriting course they're investing in it's ultimately the value and what they're actually going to get with that that they're buying into which is more conversions being able to nail their standout message having a website that is actually optimized for conversion and getting them sales 24-7, 365 days. Like that is what excites people. And I think when we start to think less from a lens of what it is, describing what it is, to actually asking what is our audience actually buying though? Like what are they actually buying and how can I actually wrap this up into a message that is so sticky compared to other people in this space that people are going to be like, whoa, Christine, like, you're my girl. Like, yeah, <laughs> take my money. <laughs> and I, I also want to want you to add to that because I feel like there's this element of, like, what you put out, you attract, right? So especially when it comes to words as well, right? Like if you're wanting to attract mm. dream clients or if you're having a challenge where the wrong clients are coming your way, would you share on what you st- would like start look, uh, would you like to start looking out for to ensure that you're attracting that? Because I think the other key piece that, that copy does really well is builds community, right? Like yeah. you attract your tribe, you attract what's in, who's important to you. And you also, uh, in a way, get rid of people who are actually not your 
not your not your vibe, not your person, you know. Um, I love that question. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. I think copy does 100% do that. And I think there's um, there's probably two two ways. If you, you're currently working with clients or customers that are not your ideal audience or ideal clients or you know you should be paid more, but you're really like dishimmering because at the moment you're in this – mode where if you don't say yes to that then how can you pay the bills kind of vibe but really you know you should get paid more if that's the type of client that you're currently attracting but you want to level up um i think there's two things one it's the matter of first of all there's the pricing element you've got a price for the client that you want to attract instead of price based on what I don't know why I keep on using Patricia. I'm so sorry if you're a Patricia that is listening. But Patricia, who was also doing what you're doing and you think that she's better than you, so you then can't charge whatever she's charging because apparently there is this like benchmark that you can't, that is not how you price. You know, you've got a price for the client that you want to attract. And if we can start from there, then the next bit can be really using language and um, wording and then getting really laser focused on, well, this client that I want to attract, how would they be feeling right now? What would they be wanting to see right now? What would they want to know? And if we can start from that, then your language and your words won't just, will, will in a way parallel to this client that you want to attract instead of simply you being like, This is a one-on-one pick my brain session. If you're really wanting to attract, let's just say scenario, um, a client who may pay, I don't know, let's go wild, $10,000 for a one-hour pick my brain session. Uh, I probably wouldn't position it as a pick my brain session. You know what I mean? Like when you say pick my brain, even using those words is almost just like, oh, you can just, 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 just pick it if you like. Like, it's okay if you don't want to. But it's almost like if it's a 10,001 hour session that we're selling, this isn't just to pick my brain. This is potentially in one hour, you will experience a, I don't know, like a quantum leap in how you feel. Like, it would be language that will have you go, whoa, like, this is not just a pick my brain. This is actually something that is going to completely and radically completely change my life. So I think when we look at it from that lens, that starts with the person first, though. This doesn't start with, oh, how much is one hour worth? You've got to really consider who you want to attract and the kind of experience and intention you want to create. And some people will want to really start off with the intention where it is, you know, literally just ask me any questions. But that's the type of, in a way, the type of client who would want that versus the type of client who would pay one hour for $10,000. And I'm sure there's offers out there that are like that would be completely different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I would love to hear your take on what you've noticed has changed in the market in the last year or two, because I feel like Mm. the the business industry space has changed so much customers or consumers in the way that they're what, how they're discerning who to spend their money with has changed a lot as well. And I think that a lot of businesses are going to really start to notice that when people are very discerning on where they're spending their money, those old tactics that don't work anymore compared to what's really working? Like, is there anything in particular that you could share that, that you think you've, like, you've noticed has changed? Yeah, there's, I think there's definitely, people are definitely more sceptical and it, it's fair that people are more sceptical. Um, they've definitely, I would probably say 
a lot more consumers now are just like, do I actually get that? Like, do I actually get that though? And I think on the flip side, if you are someone who is, let's just go back to that $10,000 one hour session, right? Because that we're going wild here. If you do have, of course, the social proof to show that in one hour, of course, you're not going to just all of a sudden, you know, create something. And I've seen a lot of like a little bit just uh, not cool kind of offers that are just like, hey, pay me $3,333, but you don't know what you're getting. But that's not cool. Like, you know, that's actually not cool. You know, I think there's there's still the element of honesty, transparency, respect, but also just being a good human that still needs to be underpinned, of course, when yeah. you market and write about what you do. So if we are going to the $10,000 one hour session, of course, like there needs to be a value-based element on the transformation that you have created for your clients. And mm. you will notice that I mentioned, you know, consider, I guess, the, tra- the value of the transformation that you create for your clients. If in one hour you're able to completely help them, you know, really see what might have been blocking them. And then in that one hour, you've been able to also help them then create certain things that they can look at for the next three months as to how they can continually, uh, continuously lo- look at that block then and as a result of that they can start putting their offers out there start talking in a voice that isn't just like oh like if you want they're like this is who I am this is what I believe and this is what I stand for what's the value of that you know Mm. um does that help answer your question yeah hell yeah and I think it's also that next level of expectation from what customers are wanting to know about a business before they buy because I think you're right people are much more discerning and skeptical of like we we, gone are the days where you can put out a great offer and like talk about the inclusions (laughs) that are actually just a crock of shit um you know know what I mean like they're like you need to get this you need to get this like you're not selling a Facebook group people are buying for a Facebook group (laughs) right like I think it's it's important that you take your language and your copy to the next level to really articulate what it is that you're you're doing and how yeah. you're creating change or how you're transforming or what you're actually offering because I feel like people don't buy on um, like excitement anymore. They don't buy on just because like they might buy to the point where you said they love you and they love everything you're already putting out. They buy for that. But I don't think they just buy on excitement or just because it's some shiny object anymore. I think it's really important that they're, because it's the, you know, the market's flooded. And I think it's important that you're really discerning yourself and setting yourself apart from everybody else. And that's what copy can do, right? Yes. And you just reminded me of one more thing that I think is really key. I feel for just marketing um, and copy and content in general from here and beyond. And that is, and, and it's pro it's the, it's unscalable because it is human to human connection. It is the yeah. one thing that isn't just shove it on automations and get the robot to do it because it requires empathy. <laughs> you know, taking 15 minutes out of your day to send voice notes or DMs and connect with your audience with no hidden agenda, please. Uh, people forget that at the heart of it, to your point, like literally what you mentioned, like if there's, you know, two types of designers or two designers who've got great experience, portfolios, you know, great offerings, very similar offerings, similar pricing, like you're probably going to gravitate towards someone who has taken the time to build that connection and gone out of their way to kind of make you feel seen and heard and, you know, 
almost not um yeah like almost like hey I'm just here because I want to support like you feel it um Mm. and that's not done through you know just double tapping on a picture it's unscalable to the extent that you do need to take the time to build that connection with people Mm. and um nurture them Mm. and that's translating very much into much more raw content don't you think Mm, yeah yeah I mean it's a lot of the time when you build connection with people and conversation like deeper converse and and I'm a deep person I'm one of those people who's just like don't let's not talk about the weather (laughs) what is your trauma (laughs) let's talk about that (laughs) I am that person (laughs) no but in all (laughs) in all seriousness um uh, anyway, but in all seriousness, it's one of those things that, yeah, it is the real and the raw and the deeper things that sometimes will take a bit more onion peeling to get into and being able to actually create that space for your community and those who you attract to actually feel like, wow, she's actually someone who um, will take the time to actually send me a DM just to say thanks that I've listened to this episode, even though I've never been a client of hers. You know, it's that little, those little things that, yes, again, unscalable, but it's one of those things that people will remember, will remember. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a big lover and believer of that. Life is too, you can, you know, you can always, always, always like make more money, but what's more awesome is being able to do what you love, create epic connections with people, leave a powerful footprint and impact and make more money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that that's what people really crave because how many times do you hear that people just don't want to feel like they're salesy or pushy yeah. or sleazy in, in their communication? And I think that that's because they're truly craving craving that in authentic connection. And that, you're right, comes through that personalization and that humanizing of their story and the copy and the messages and all of the things. The what's yeah. your trauma? So, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if I did that in DMs. Like, <laughs> Anita, what is your trauma? <laughs> I'm so kidding. So I'd love to know. So with some of the students that you've helped work on their copy and help start to really word fed their words, I love how you, you've word fed that up. <laughs> so I'd love to know what are some of the ways that you've noticed the impact or maybe it's like the unique conversions that you've created or some of the stories that you could share with us of the students yeah. that you've helped? Oh, my gosh. Um, I actually just recently had her on the podcast. I was talking to you about it actually before. We had a student who went from interior designer and she's also a um, – from Hawaii and she's also a nurse um, who uh, administers like – like. Oh, now I'm going to have a mind blank, like a special type of like medication that you have to get qualified for. Anyway, she's created a digital course and she went, she joined us in the last cohort in May, 2022. And she had no website. She had no social media, no anything, no email list. And within five months, four, four to five months, um, she's launched her website. Um, we have copywriting templates in WordFetty Awards to help you write your website and launch it and getting conversion ready. She's launched her email list, her social media using literally our framework and also a podcast. Now yeah. that's probably like, I was like to Sachi who, who is a she, I was just like, usually we tell us she is just focus on 
one will help you nail your message and get you to launch your website and get your content ecosystem because there's four things we focus on, which is nailing your message, uh, getting your website conversion ready, getting, getting your voice and your audience buying behaviors nailed, and then amplifying that through your content like socials. So she's literally taken that into like 10x it. So that, that's been incredible. And on the launch of her website, she literally had, she told me literally like around a hundred like leads, people wanting to like book in with her, wow. which is incredible. Um, we've had an e-commerce brand um, triple her sales in seven months. So just over, just over, you know, the, usually we run it every six months and we've also had a HR consultant who revamped up and refreshed her website. And she went from, I think getting like six leads every month to 64 leads every month. Whoa. I know. Yeah. Whoa. Just three wow, tweaks in her website copy. Um, yeah. so it speaks that's to people. Changing. It's pretty incredible. Mm, wow wow she would have freaked out like imagine going to that that level of volume right like she had to put a whole other things in place for that business to continue oh, her team has like yeah it's just and and that's the thing I think so often you know we'll use HR as an example like usually it's just seen as such a corporate you know like serious kind of thing but her website was just turned into just so like conversational and so like you know un HR un Patricia from HR <laughs> there's a theme <laughs> I'm so sorry Patricia I love you <laughs> love it so can you tell us who is word your words for yeah we there's predominantly three um types of people who it's perfect for there are those who are currently um almost like on at the very beginning stages of birthing or pretty much relaunching a brand. Um, they've been growing or something like that, but something is missing. So it's perfect for people who are like, okay, so for me to really up-level this, I need to, this brand needs an up-level. So there's that type of audience who wants to really nail their messaging and actually make sure that their website copy is right, like get it right. Then there's the second audience, which is predominantly copywriters and marketers. So these are people who, um, as part of their role, they, or as part of what they do for their clients, there's a lot of copy and content. So these are your, yeah, copywriters. Uh, we train copywriters to social media managers, to marketers, content coordinators through, I guess, the psychology backed approach that we teach in Word Fed Your Words. And then I would probably say the third type of audience are those who are true leaders in their thought leaders in their field that it's not someone that they can literally bring in a copywriter to take their thoughts and share it because people come to them because of what's in their brain so you can't outsource your own push-ups it's one of those things where people come to you and you know christine like people come to you for you and what's in your brain your glorious brain so yes you could outsource it but then you need to, need to literally sit down with that person to literally like give them all the things so it's perfect yeah. for the type of audience um the i guess business owner who gets paid for what's in their brain but they're struggling to actually get what's in their brain out there mm, so good so good i used to literally like i used to tell people this all the time that i was terrible at copy and would want like my first thing i was ever th thinking of outsourcing was my emails because i was like i fucking hate it it drives my <laughs> pain drains my life and at first like i started to actually outsource it and couldn't because i had to go back and go no no you can't say that you can't say this no that's not it like mm. <laughs> and 
now I have to write my own, not that I have to, but I want to, because like in the past I've tried to outsource it and it's not my voice. It's not my message because you're right. They don't have what I've got in my brain. So like they can't go and share tips on motivation or confidence if they don't know what I know. So yeah, I love that you touched on that because I think it's important then as thought leaders to be able to get your thoughts out of your head onto the screen, onto the paper, to be able to have that and to create those conversions. So I'd love for you to to share with us, for someone who was to go from A to B with WordFed Your Words, what can they expect from the time with you? I would probably say WordFed Your Words, it's made up of three parts. There is the hero curriculum where we actually go. So these are pre-recorded lessons, which ultimately after you consume them, so they're a total of 14 hours, um, but they go into the nailing your message getting your brand DNA right, which is your brand voice, your vision values, your audience actually buying behaviours. That's the second bit. The third element is getting your digital HQ, which is your website, making sure that, because you're driving traffic to it, making sure that that is conversion ready and making sure that your your copy reflects what's in your brand DNA. And the fourth element is amplifying that through content channels like paid ads to social media, to email, to even PR and earned content. So that's the hero curriculum, which is the, I mean, people have binged it. 14, I mean, I don't, I'm not suggesting people binge, should binge it, but it's 14 hours of hero curriculum content. Um, then there is the live mentoring calls um actually haven't shared this but for this cohort uh we're actually doing something we haven't actually done before which is we're doing live feedback sessions in other words i think people can literally bring in you know copy that they've written and you know myself and the team will actually be able to review and critique in live time Yes, so they walk away. So yeah, so they literally walk away with copy ready to hit post. Because I think that's the block in a lot of courses where people are like, okay, so I've given it a go, but like, I don't know if this is right. (laughs) So having us literally there being like, okay, so here is how we would tweak it. Just consider this and here is how you'd edit it. It's good to go. And you're like, yep, feeling good. And it is like no excuses. Like you can actually put that up. So there's a live call component, which we run every six months because, and I love it because it's one of those things where as soon as you join, you unlock access to all the future ones so that you can consistently refine your messaging. And you, I think you mentioned before, you know, you've had to refine your messaging a few times and you should refine your messaging, you know, all the time because some people sometimes, I don't suggest people do this, but they might look, oh, Christine, you're doing cool things. Maybe I should like use some of your language. Not, I really don't think people should do this, but people do. Um, and you've got to be one step ahead. You've got to be one step ahead yeah. and really be able to tweak your messaging. I tweak my messaging for every launch. Um, so that's the second part. Like you change, right? And yeah. you grow and your ideal client changes and grows. That's and it. also like, especially when I think about like the, also the benefit of, of working on this with you is that you get to then tweak it for other things. Like, so if you have different offerings, so it's not just, for your website copy, like I think about how having that skill to actually go, well, if you want to create something new, like where it's a program or course or and some type of new service, that you have that skill to be able to go and articulate what this is and why you're creating it and who it's for. And like when I think about like my my group program Elevated, that's gone through so many different iterations, right? And I feel like the most recent time that I'm running, I'm in the middle of it right now, that I feel like this has it's so much more clearer now what it is actually does and the impact that it has yes. because 
of that consistent redefining every single time like Heck every yes. single round you're changing the language and you're updating and you're learning and you're listening to Data your people and yeah yeah all of it that's it so such an important skill to have so good um i feel like there's something else there that i want you to speak to because i feel like what sets you really apart is the connection to psychology and this is why i love what you do is because it's not just about the skill of writing it's actually attaching the psychology which we touched on earlier but i would love for you to share with us how do you teach that in word fed your words like how does that come through in order for them people to also learn that skill with you yeah so i guess um a little bit of context so my background in psychology so back um back in uni days. So I did, I, I did both law and um, psychology, more in particular in cognitive and social psychology. So what I really geek out on is, I guess, understanding how certain words can trigger different feelings and emotions um, and also how certain words can actually have people feeling seen and heard and how certain words can actually also stick in people's minds. And I think... An example that I love to always share is like, I can be like, Christine, I'd, I'd like to work with you versus I'd love to work with you. It's a very small tweak in language, but that mm. latter one feels like, ooh, like it feels a bit more like warm and fuzzy. There've been so many different types of, um, so under, I guess, word your words, we go into, I guess, the art form of words. So little elements like sound symbolism, I could be using words like like and love. Uh, these two words, you know, using I'd love to work with you has that completely different feeling. Sound symbolism um, as one example is the fact of, for example, certain sounds in words also paint different imagery in our minds. I can like sorry, say that again. <laughs> Like ching ching. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, actually, that's actually that's actually a sensory word. So that's also under psychology um, of words, where certain language do p paint a sound. That's the ching ching. That's the ka ching. PayPal notifications. So that is one example. Of course, there's smell, taste, and power words. And you know, power words are like. You, you guys know what power words are, but it's almost just like supercharged. Like we see it so often, but I, don't, I wouldn't say power words are the thing. Um, now this is so overused, but I would probably say um, when, when I say sound symbolism, though, you'll love this. It's so fascinating. It's so much to the psychology of words. I could talk about it for days, but it's like um, I could use like kiki and bulba. Two random words, but kiki sounds sharp. Bulba sounds round. Mm. Yes. So yeah. random. Random, huh? But it happens in our everyday language. And if you really want to make a bold statement, you're probably not going to use the bulba. You're probably going to use something that is like with, I guess, the um, sound of like kiki and k and d like it's so it's little things like that that make such a big difference when you're trying to really nail your message. Wow. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yes. Oh my God. 
So good. Love it. So the next cohort of Word for Your Words is coming up really soon. So I'm going to make sure that all the links are in the show notes. So make sure you definitely go check that out. But you also have a masterclass coming up this week. I do. It's happening on the 11th of October and 12th. I've got two times. So I'm throwing a 60-minute live masterclass where I'm going to teach everyone. It's going to be fun. Um, we always have a lot of fun in these masterclasses. Um, how to stand out and convert through captivating copy. So really using words that are going to get people to be like, ooh, this is a bit different. Um, because without actually grabbing people's attention first people will just keep going and people will just forget so that's the first step using um attention and how to actually use words to actually grab attention and actually then convert them which i'm going to walk through our system in this masterclass. Amazing, amazing. So I'll make sure I put all those uh, links in the show notes below. And so uh, I'm collaborating with my beautiful friend Anita for Word for Your Words launch this time around. So if you sign up to be a part of this cohort, you will also get access to to me, basically. (laughs) The best. Yeah, so I'm going to be supporting you with some extra mindset sessions to be able to help you overcome the perfectionism and the imposter syndrome and all those little oh mindset God. blocks that keep Killer. You from getting stuck in procrastination and all of those things to support you while you're going through word for your words. Plus, you also get access to my course Aligned for Success. So you can check out all the details in the show notes below. But I want to say a huge thank you for Anita for joining me on the podcast. We could have talked. Yes, we can talk yes, for five hours. Longer. We can. About what's your trauma? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I adore you, Christine. You're a master at what you do. And this is a killer offer, fam. Christine is just a master at what she does in terms of, and that's something that, you know, we can tap into like softly, like in wherever you words, but she's the master at this, like in terms of perfection gremlins, imposter gremlins, all the things. Um, so I'm so excited about it all. Me too. So pumped for this. So make sure you go check it out and, you know, make sure you're following Anita on socials. If you're not, I don't know, you must have been living under a rock, but um, <laughs> no offense, but, you know, do you just check her out? So make sure that you're a part of it. Jump on the masterclass and check out what Word for Your Words is all about. And I wish you all the best for this launch, lovely. And I will see you really soon. Thank you, lovely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.